0: Verse number 1 of chapter 27. I'm going to skip verses because it's a lengthy story, but I want you to see the story in the Scriptures. So I'll fill in some of the blanks as we go. But I want you to see the story. Uh, Of course, Apostle Paul here in this passage. Uh, Verse 27, uh, chapter 27, verse 1. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners. See that? So he's, he's under arrest. Under one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustus band. So this is not a cruise ship; this is a prison ship, and he's a prisoner on the on the boat. However, he is the Apostle Paul. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's shoot to verse three. And the next day, we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul, and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. Okay, so that's a little out of the box. He's a prisoner on a prison ship. They get to this city uh, here, and as mentioned, and so he, he asked for permission to go see a friend, and they, they grant him, the, they grant him to, to let him go see his friend in, the, in this city here where they, where they had landed. Uh, and so that was, so I think there's a little tip off here that they do understand who he is and that he is someone they do trust. All right, he's not just your average prisoner, and they, they seem to know that. Verse 4 And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. Uh, and when they had sailed over the sea of Sicilia and Pamphylia, we came to Myrna, the city of Lucius Lucia. And there a certain centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing unto, into Italy, and he put us therein. And when we had sailed slowly, Many days. As important, what did this do? It threw them off schedule. The winds weren't were slow. They couldn't. They weren't. They weren't moving well. Uh, send us the wind, not suffering us for seven. We sailed under Crete, over against Salome. So we're off track. We're off schedule. Verse eight. And hardly passing it, it came into a place that is called the Fair Haven. Havens nigh, whereunto was the city of Lassia. Now, when much time was spent. And when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Paul obviously is not a stranger to sailing and taking trips. We all know that that's how that's how you you know you didn't get on airplanes right you got on boats and so paul is familiar personally with the the weather it's just like we would say you know let's let's probably plan on going to florida in february right not july because it can be blazing hot so in other other words we we know something about weather the way it's going to hit iowa right well, Apostle Paul understands the weather and the different things because he, he's somebody who tr- is transported by, by boat. He understands the sails. He understands the winds and the, the different perhaps islands and things that would impact it. So he's not without personal knowledge of how things work in relationship to sailing. But there's another thing going on here also in that God reveals things to this man. Right? So you got two things going here, but he's admonishing them. And I think he's admonishing them because we see how the schedule got, got changed. They're behind schedule. And so what's that mean? That means there could be trouble coming. And so they're trying to avoid trouble, obviously. But Paul tells them it'd be better if they, they stopped here. Uh, let's see here. Verse uh, 14, But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind. Eurachlodon. Sounds bad too, doesn't it? Eurachlodon is the name of the storm. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up un, un, into the wind, we let her drive. In other words, it appears to me they're out of control. Verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they light, they lightened the ship. And the third day, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. See what's happened here? They tossed off all the cargo. They got rid of everything. They they had to lighten the ship. They're in a terrible storm. And so they had to lighten the ship, so now they've thrown off the cargo. Not only that, and it says, we we cast off the, and then they, they cast off in verse 19, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship oh that means all the stuff that's left I mean the stuff by which you know the ropes all the stuff they're doing to guide the ship why they're they realize they they're in a bad way and so they've got to get the ship lightened up and so they've now thrown everything they can off the ship verse 20 it says and neither and when neither sun nor stars in many days appear, and no small tempest lay on us, it's still storming. You see that next phrase? All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Imagine being on this ship. You've thrown everything overboard, and, and nothing's, nothing's improving, and they've, they've come to the realization that we're, we, are, we are dying on this ship there is no hope. A desperate circumstances to be in, no hope. Verse 21. Hope might be on the way here. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosened from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Now, he certainly is letting them know In in biblical terms, he said, I I told you this was going to happen. I told you so. and And you wouldn't pay any attention to me. So he reminds them of the fact that he did give them fair warning. Verse 21. He said, hearken to me. Verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. We're going to lose the ship. Verse 23, For there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and who I serve. Wow. Saying, fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. You got got a man of God on the boat and God's got a will for his life and it's going to save everybody else's life on the boat because Paul's got a job to do. He's got to write this. He hasn't done it yet so this this man's not going down and so he's got a a message from the lord here and it tells him not to fear verse 25 wherefore sirs be of good cheer look at that next phrase for i believe god i believe god though the thunder is crashing i believe god doesn't matter what's going on in life he says i i believe god you can take that one home for a little part of the message today. I believe in God. That it shall be given as it was told me. What God said is what's going to happen. Verse 30. Things are still not looking all that good. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, in other words, they're, they're jumping ship, and when they had let down the boat, the little lifeboat kind of thing, into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. What's he saying here? If these guys jump ship, we all are going down. Sounds like a church, doesn't it, right? We got to stick together. Amen? Stick together he says unless 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 they unless they stay if these guys jump ship they go they take a lifeboat they get out he said the whole ship's going to sink we're all going down except they abide in the ship ye cannot be saved verse 33 and while the day was coming on Paul besought them all to take meat saying this day is the 14th day that ye have tarried and continued fasting so they've been fasting and praying Having taken nothing, the Bible says, verse 34, Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. You're not going to die. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat we see that the, the boat got st- stuck and unmovable, verse 43. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, one of the commanders was just to kill all the prisoners in verse number 42, kill everybody. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, not amazing, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship and so it came to pass that they escaped, all safe to land. This morning, the message I have for you, don't bail out. Man, God's got something great for you. Don't bail out in the Christian life, people. Don't give up on God. Apostle Paul is nothing but a prisoner here, but they know something about this man and that that man has got something special going on with his God. And so there's attention that is given to him. They recognize he is an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we find that this man has brought them to a point of where they've all been saved. The Bible says that they gave thanks and they ate bread and meat. Thankfully, they did not bail out. They would have died, all of them. I want you to picture salvation this morning as a boat that you're on. You, you trust Christ as your Savior. You're in the boat. Sometimes, though, as we see in this story, they had some very, very hard times that came their way. Very hard times. Very difficult times. They are all believing they're going to die. There's hopelessness, as you can imagine. They have no confidence in the ship at this point they, they don't have any way of even guiding the ship they're just they're just on their own out in the sea can you imagine the hopelessness salvation is the position that we all are in need of prior to knowing jesus christ as your savior you have no hope You're on a ship out at sea that's got no sail and got nowhere to go, and the lifeboat's not going to cut it. You're out on that boat without Christ, without hope. These men are in terrible circumstances, terrible circumstances, and they see how bad it is. And so what happens? They come to this place of hopelessness because there's no way out. There's no way out. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your savior, he is the boat and he is in control of it. And you need to get on the boat and you need, you need to trust Christ as your savior. That's the only way you're going to find any salvation is in Jesus Christ alone. And you need to trust him as your savior, because you are without any hope of ever being in heaven. You are in a hopeless condition. And I want you this morning to understand how hopeless you are, because the only way to heaven, Jesus said, is I am the way. Jesus Christ is the way. I am the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Without Christ, you are hopeless. You can do all the good things you want to do. You can be a multi-millionaire, billionaire, richest man on the planet. It will have no regard to God. God speaks worlds into existence. Let's just face it, you're not going to buy him. I've told the illustration before, but a a real estate agent was um, a Greek Orthodox man back many, many years ago. And we were talking to him about the Lord, and he was explaining to me how he had given the most money that year to his church. And I don't think you know what the amount is. You just, you're basically Bidding, right they're just you're just saying I'll give this much and then whoever gives the most gets to take home this little statue Andy you should have seen the look on his face he was so and his home was going to be blessed for the year because of it he was so believing that it was just heart-wrenching this was his hope he was going to be blessed for a year because he had this little idol in his house Hopeless, no, no understanding of God and the salvation in Jesus Christ alone. You bid the highest for the idol that year and you're going to be blessed. Oh my, my, my. What a hopeless hopelessness that you could buy your way from an almighty God who owns everything by giving the most money to your church. You are without hope. At your best you are without hope if you've trusted Christ you're on the boat you are transformed I should say you should be transformed I would ask you this morning you've come to Christ maybe you've trusted Christ as your Savior you ask him to save you maybe you've even been baptized that doesn't save you that's identification with Christ but you, you say, I trust I, I trusted Christ, I'm saved and baptized. Are you still living the old life? I was in a home a few days ago and just the, just the, the R-rated stuff that was on TV and the language, just the whole thing. If that's what's gonna be on your TV, you don't get it get on the boat christians don't do that stuff understand me christians don't watch that kind of trash on tv you you you, you need to get something really seriously changed in your life if that's what your passion is to get home and watch something r-rated on a tv program um you you you're headed the wrong direction and i will tell you i question whether you just prayed a prayer that you didn't mean and you didn't really come to christ if you're still if you still are following that lifestyle if if just a, a find, if trying to find some woman to shack up with is is your goal in life that's 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 the wrong direction you you, you don't know the christ i know that's not the life we live as christians and you're, 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 wanting to jump, you're wanting to jump in a lifeboat that you're going to drown in. You've got Jesus. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior and you really meant it, you need to put that lifestyle behind you. You have no hope of ever pleasing God and living for God and being used of God. You may be, you may be saved by the skin of your teeth, so to speak, but you really want to face God living like the world and like the devil? That's, that's how you're going to come to God? Really? If that's the passion of your life, If your life is just, you you better double check and make sure you know Christ because if that doesn't bother you to sit down in front of that kind of garbage, speak the kind of words, do the kind of things that people of the world are doing and you have nothing in your heart that convicts you of that, you need to come to Christ because you don't know him yet. There's a Holy Spirit that indwells you that will bring changes in your life. And if you don't have any change in your life, you don't get it because you gave your heart. You didn't come by faith. Because we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in the life we're living, not in the goodness that we have. And if your life has not been changed, we have these men that they want to jump ship. They want to get off the boat. Don't get off the boat. You stay in the boat. You stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. You live like you're a Christian. You act like a Christian. You watch programming on TV that is scant few. You can maybe leave it to Beaver or something. But there's not much. There's not much on TV if that's the life you're living you better check out whether whether you're saved if there's nothing inside of you that says you shouldn't be doing this you got a problem on your hands you uh, don't 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 live that life and tell people you're a Christian because you, you, either one you're a horrible representative for Christ and so please don't tell them. but that's not the lifestyle of a Christian and new Christians were changed Read the verse. We're changed. We have a new nature. We have Jesus Christ as our Savior we have the Holy Spirit within us. And you say, well, pastor, I still got some bad habits. Work on those bad habits. I'm not saying everything's going to go away in a moment, but I'm telling you, you better be working on it. You're going to find yourself in a position of one. If, if you don't uh, question your salvation, you will be soon wondering whether this life I'm living is the life of Christ or I'm so far away from Christ. I, I still haven't. But if you've given your heart and life to Christ, you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ. You stay in that boat. I'm going to call the boat for you this morning church. You stay in church and you be here faithfully. You be part of it. You get involved. Because as long uh, drug addicts, what, what are they always going to tell a drug addict? Don't go back to where you're from. Move somewhere else. Why? Because you go back to that town you're from, you may have gone through all kinds of treatment, you may have gone to RU programs, you may have kicked it, but you go back to that old place, guess what? You're gonna do the same old things you did before, and you're gonna be right back in bed with the same crowd you were in before. Why? You haven't been changed, you just went back to the same old path. Get yourself in church, and if you're struggling with these things, uh, everybody, just be in church. Get to all the services. Why? It's, it is the place. Do you understand the people that you're going to have friends with in church are not taking you to a bar. They're not going to be trying to sell you some weed. They're not going to be telling you about the, the latest shipment of the, the hot drug that's, you know, really getting people high. Get away from that crowd. Make this crowd your crowd. Don't just be on the parameter. Get in. Some of you have been attending for a long time and you're, you're still kind of parameter. Get all in. Don't be jumping in a lifeboat that's going down. Stay in this boat. Keep your life, your heart, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And put put yourself in a I almost said a pew, but put yourself in one of these chairs every time the doors are open. Especially if you're a new Christian. Especially everybody. Be in these chairs. You say, well, you're just trying to get more people in church. Of course we're trying to get more people in church. People are dying to go to hell. That's why we want to get more people in church. We want people to get saved so they don't go to hell. But if you're saved, boy, park yourself. I mean, you're, you're here today. But boy, park yourself in these people. You're, you're going you're to still have those latches into you until you break those chains and get yourself attached to Christians at the church. That's where they're at. I don't know where else you're going to find a collection of believers unless you go into church. You're not going to find them at, at a bar. You're not going to find them probably at the park. You're not going to find them uh, any, anywhere you're going to go. Where you're going to find believers. And if you're going to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to have to attach themselves. I mean, those, those folks that are here every service. How many of you are ever tempted? You come every service. How many of you are ever tempted? Every one of us is. But what? We're right back in church Wednesday night. We're right back in church Sunday night. Man, what is it? You're, you're going to get your gas, your gas tank filled up being in church. And if you're, if you're doing a one service, I'm glad you're here. Delighted you're here. But Satan's still going to have a grip on you. When you have a desire to be with the people of God and be hearing the word of God, and it, it supersedes everything else in your life that you used to think was important. You've got to get in. Get in the boat. Stay in the boat. It is the thing that is going to make your Christian life flourish. It's going to make you healthy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save you from falling back into the old ways. Because the old ways are always going to have their pull on you. They're always going to be tugging at you. When Satan sees you're sitting in one of these chairs every service, He's going to start loosening his grip on you because the Holy Spirit of God is going to be strengthening his grip and 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 you're going to be more desirous to live for the Lord and those old things that are passed away will all become new but if you got one foot in the life raft and another foot in the ship you're probably going to die that way young families Have your kids in church. If if for no other reason than parking yourself in church and you say, Pastor, my life just has a lots of challenges in it. Well, why don't you help your children overcome those challenges that they're gonna fall smack into because they're gonna be drawn to the world. Bring those kids to church, get them in church. Make sure they're here for the Wednesday night programs. Make sure they're here for Sunday school. Make sure they're here. You're a new Christian get your family in church so that the influences of their life are going to be this you got to overcome things and you're going to find the strength and the help is going to come through the church if you think tv program is going to raise your family you're going to have a mess on your hands it's a challenge in this world to raise a family anyway but you think you're going to do it without church you're mistaken You will not get a hold of this salvation and and push for it. Be here. Learn to love God. Learn to love his word. Learn to love these things that are going to give you a full life. A life that your children can see you're following and you're leading the example. You're doing the right things. And so what is it? They'll see as your life is moving forward. They're going to say, hey, that's the life I want. Thank the Lord for it. Be the example for your kids. Even if you feel like, Pastor, my life is is just, it's just been hard. It's been rough. Well, then push push that next generation. Push that. Be there for you. Be there for the next generation. You say, I don't I don't know what God could do with me. You have no idea what God can do with you. I don't care if you think you're the most hopeless person in this room this morning god has god can do things that you would never imagine brother flogger my life doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever it's, it's but what is it it's just big god does things and i tell you what it's just it's an amazing thing to see god work in people's lives i mean there's The greatest testimonies of God's salvation are those that God has rescued from the bottom and put their feet upon a rock and established their goings. But you're not going to do it watching TV at home when the service is going on. Get the car, get the bus, get whatever you got to get, but get to church. New Christians, you won't survive unless you're in church. If you're going to move forward, you got to be here. See, Pastor, is a little hard message this morning. I'm trying to save your family. Trying to save you from going right back into the pit of destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going a little over. Three minutes over. I'm okay. Do you understand that Satan never quits? When you think you've hit the bottom, oh, no, you haven't. Satan has no bottom. When you see in the in the bible you know where satan is going he's going to a place that is called the bottomless pit and he deserves to be there because his pit is bottomless when you think you've hit the bottom he will keep pushing you and you know what he wants for you he wants you dead that's when it will end and you think well i'm going to work my way out of this You got where you are, not following God. Follow Christ. The Christian life is the life that can pull anyone. Establish their goings and put their feet on a solid rock. Jesus is the only way. Don't get off the boat. This is the boat. You're in it this morning. Be here every time the doors are open. I don't know if you're saved this morning. I know most of you in the room this morning, and I believe most of, most of you have trusted Christ as your Savior. Let's all stand together. If you don't know Christ is your Savior, though, get, a, get in the boat. Trust Christ. You'll never go to heaven. You'll never get to heaven without him. Nothing you can do, nothing you can say will ever get you to heaven and without Christ. We'll have our invitation. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No looking around, nobody leaving, sit still. Everybody just stay in place. The the most important thing that's going on in, in this entire area is what's going on right now. So everybody sit still. Do you know Christ is your Savior? If you don't, let's get that cared for this morning. Let's get that cared for this morning. Invitation will be played. Come down. Altars open, Christians. some commitments in your heart What's, how you're going to go forward what are you going to do with it God's convicting your heart do something with it